So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Amuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used LineDesk, I've used Conversion, and I think Follow-up Boss gives you the most integrations mm-hmm. that are simple, and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform. Yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow-Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now, I've used Follow-Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out, especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet. This will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, happy July 1st. 2022 is halfway over and I hope you guys are in for the roller coaster of a year that I think we are about to see. Man, first few months of the year, stuff is on fire. Houses are still flying off the shelves. And in just the last three months, we have seen this roller coaster start to do its thing and start to spin. I'm gonna have to record a special state of the market about it probably sometime in the next week, week and a half. But if you're following me on Instagram, I have been posting and sharing with you guys so many articles that show so many different things happening right now. A couple months ago, we had interest rates start going way up. As interest rates started going way up, we started to get home buyer confidence went down, affordability levels went down. A lot of people are reaching out and saying, hey, we still have record low months of inventory. We're still less than three months of inventory. We're still less than two months of inventory, but we're also hearing people talking about 
builders drop it, taking offers 20% below asking of just their market. And you know, think, think about that back in January, if you're trying to buy a new home from a home builder and you went and made, you know, you went and wanted to sign up. They would say, Hey, we're taking a lottery. There's gonna be 10 of us out there or we're taking bids. We've got two houses, 10 of you guys want it. You guys take offers unheard of for builders. And now we have seen builders doing, especially on the Austin area is they're buying down rates. They're essentially saying, hey, we'll buy your other rate back. They'll spend 10, 20, $30,000 to buy your rates down as much as they're allowed to. Um, we've had people saying builders taking 20% off on that sales price. So that's part of that roller coaster um, whirlwind. So again, if you're not following me over on Instagram, go check it out over there because I'm posting so many things about housing. I'm posting things about the job market and layoffs that are happening, especially in these blue collar job type layoffs which is not the normal like when COVID hit we had we didn't we didn't you know the different things that we saw we saw the we saw the layoffs happen at the very bottom of the market you know the the heavy labor workers and what we're seeing layoffs right now is in, in the skilled labor or the educated labor or the people with degrees so anyway 2022 is a whirlwind be ready for this whirlwind uh, i hope you guys are as ready as i am okay and it's going to be fun to watch. This one is one of those special episodes where we go back and we grab a few minutes from every one of the episodes in June. And you can listen to a few minutes of those and see which ones you want to go back and listen to the rest of. So here's first up, here's a few minutes of two of my favorite people we've had on the, on the show. We have guest host Kelly Skevel interviewing David Green. This is episode 1052, Proactivity and the Secrets of Scaling with Bigger Pockets, David Green. I would say with every iteration of new hires, we are slowly getting stronger. And that's just a point I would add. Too many people think they're going to win a fight with one punch. And that's the highlight reel that you see is the knockout punch where you don't see the 11 rounds of fighting before that, where you were softening up your opponent. Uh, business tends to be something that you take three steps forward, two steps back, and you slowly make your way forward. Uh, and it's easy to get discouraged when you thought you were going to build a team on the first try. You're not going to. So I'd say right now we have probably about 10 agents on the team, Okay. two admin, and uh, I'd say five of those agents are responsible for the majority of the production. And okay. the other five are sort of supporting them, showing the homes, looking up properties, searching the MLS, calling listing agents, looking up tax information, uh, communicating with inspectors and appraisals, all the logistical things so that those main agents, we call them sales leaders, they focus on getting clients, getting them signed up to work with us, and then putting them in contract. Okay. So I often hear like the busier agents will be like, yeah, like I'm so busy. I want to build a team or I need to put a better infrastructure in place. I need to have more admin. I need, I need the structure, yeah. even manage what I'm doing, but I don't even have the time to put into building that. They don't have the time to put the systems together or train the people. So how did the, you find that time? The key was I only got the time when I moved out of being reactive into proactive. Mm. Well, I found that when I stepped into a proactive role, when I created a system of this is stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, here's where we're going. And I told them this up front. If they were never that serious in the first place and they saw what was going to happen, it revealed itself right off the bat. 
So if you ended up working with me, I already had a pretty good feel that you were motivated and you wanted to buy a house. Okay. And you had a good feel that you knew what you were signing up for because in the buyer's presentation, I told you everything. I went over the contract. I went over a report, an inspection report. I went over an appraisal. I talked about earnest money. I went over the legal requirements. I showed you the portal. We're going to look at houses. I pulled up a list of all the homes that were for sale. And I showed you that the houses you like are going off the market in six days. So you're going to have to move this fast. And they felt more comfortable. I felt more comfortable. And then I, I created that sales funnel where I knew my job is moving from this to this, to this, to this. And so if you resisted, if you didn't want to move down the funnel, I found that out early. It wasn't like working with you five months before it became clear. You didn't even know if you wanted to buy a house in this state. You were looking at four other states also, or whatever the case was. So getting rid of people that were never going to close and having a higher percentage of people I worked with closing enabled me to make the same money, but with way less time spent. Yeah, And that was the key to getting time back to going and training new people and having them help. And that's why I say it is so tempting to be the react- reactionary phase. On my team, we call it being the waiter. Waiters love to serve and they just say, what do you want? You want ketchup? Let me go get it. Oh, you want a soda? Let me go get it. You want, you want some wine? Okay, I'll go bring it to you. They're not really thinking about how to sell somebody on something, but nobody want people that are buying houses don't know what they want. That's why they wanted you. They wanted you to help them figure out what would their house sell for, how to sell it for more, or what house they should be looking at that would work for them. And when we're in reactionary mode, it gives them a sense of fear. They're thinking like, I don't know if I want to move forward with this because I don't know how it's going to end up. The more proactive the agent is, less reactionary, the more decisive, the more in control, the more comfortable the client feels moving forward. And the the problem is if you're not intentional about being proactive, you will slip into reacting, Mm, especially when you get busy. I think that's true in life too, right? That's with everything. Relationships, everything. All right. If you liked that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1052. Proactivity and the Secrets of Scaling with Bigger Pockets, David Green. Next up is episode 1053. This was guest host Stephanie Heiser interviewing Jennifer Romero, the bilingual broker succeeds by serving her community. Here's a few minutes of that one. Someone had one time mentioned to me, oh, you know, real estate license, you could get it. It it doesn't require four years of school. And I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to look into that. And my father actually growing up, he had a construction company. So I was always very familiar with houses and I was always going to the job sites and helping him with his contracts. And again, you know, translating these legal documents with him and helping him. So I was comfortable with that. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try this out. And I did. I got the license and, you know, the rest is pretty much history. I got it. I decided right away to start. And originally, like most people, you know, I said, oh, I'll try this part time. And then when I can, I'll go full time. But real estate is very hard to do fully part-time, right? When you really want to excel, it's a 60, 80 hour a week job. It's not something you can really do 15, 20 hours. So I decided then that I would really do this full-time, launch myself for full-time. And it took me six months to close on my first property. So that was, you know, that was difficult because I didn't have a lot of funds and I had all these different bills to pay and I was working seven days a week. And I was like, we, we have to make this work. And, you know, it did. Once I sold that first one, got a few more referrals, kept it going. And it just, you know, the rest is history. Here we are. Yeah. So how many deals did you do your first year? My first year, I believe I did about 10 or 11 deals. 
which was I had made a goal for myself and I said I need to sell 10 houses (laughs) and I did it (laughs) so and that was basically done in six months since it took you right exactly exactly pretty amazing if you were going to a mastermind what tips or tricks would you be looking at like what would help you grow or expand your business or your personal or professional life now I would say the biggest tips that I would be looking for is just different ways to be creative. You know, this is a very competitive field, very competitive market. So there are a lot of things that you can learn from other agents that what they're doing across the country, right? Because although the market seems to be the same everywhere across the United States, it's competitive, they're still a little bit different. And perhaps there's different ways to get your message across to a buyer, seller, or renter, what we can do to just be innovative, to be different, because more importantly, it's about, you know, providing that quality service to that person. So I like to hear what other people are doing and then that way try to apply it in my own way. So I think that for me is the biggest. And of course, new, um, new apps or new things that help us kind of make our job a little bit easier as well. Right. Efficiency is what I'm always looking for anything to just be more efficient and like you I'm not that typical agent that works in the world of goal setting and like my daily schedule needs to be regimented or having a lot of like structure and having a system in place to where it's all working smoothly I'm totally working on that but I just love to just do it and go for it. I am same way. I feel like, you know, I do like systems. I do think they're important to have to a degree, but I also think that, you know, we're humans at the end of the day and that human connection is the most valuable part of the whole real estate transaction. All right. If you like that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1053 with Steffi Heiser interviewing Jennifer Ramiro. Next up, episode 1054, how to convert contacts into clients with Caleb Spears. This is me interviewing Caleb. Here's a few minutes of that one. The education, the advice I was given when I started was, hey, eventually you want to be listing dominant and listing heavy. But before you can really make your mark on the listing side, you need to know what buyers are looking for. And you also need to learn the market. And when you just have one listing in one place, you know that little area. But when you're working with a bunch of buyers and you're running them around everywhere, you're figuring out the market, you're figuring out the questions to ask people, right? We've all been there where we showed someone like 15, 20 homes, they didn't buy it. We're exhausted, they're exhausted, and and they just give up. And you, you learn as a buyer's agent, when you're new, you start to whittle that down. You start to learn the questions to ask so that instead of showing them 15 homes, you go, no, 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 10 of those are not going to work. Here's why. And you, you show them four houses and they buy one. You go, oh, that worked. And you grow. You grow as an agent. And then eventually when you get that listing, you know what buyers are looking for. You know the questions they're going to have. You know the objections they're going to give you about that house. And you can list a home with a lot more confidence and a lot more success. So I was very buyer heavy in the beginning. Yeah. I think that's great advice, kind of a great part of that story. What are some of those scripts that you would share? So like as you're as you're making some of those calls and it's just you're somebody's hearing from you for the first time ever, what's the sort of person that you're targeting and how do you start that conversation? My script is really, hey, this is Caleb Spears with Compass. Is Aaron available? I don't say, uh, is Aaron there? Is this Aaron? All of those things are kind of uh, aggressive. 
they come off a little bit standoffish. I just say, is Aaron available? Hey, this is Aaron. Great. This is Caleb Spears with Compass. How are you today? I'm doing good. This is who? I mean, that happened. That's like nine out of 10 times. Who is this? Who Do I know you? Yeah. Hey, this is Caleb yeah. Spears with Compass. Listen, I have got a buyer and I will give them the specs of what I'm looking for. I've got a buyer looking in, in your neighborhood up to $6 million, up to a million dollars, whatever. Three bedrooms with a pool. I think your house would be perfect for them. I'm just calling some of the neighbors, seeing if they'd be willing to sell. See, because now what I brought them is something they didn't have. They may have known the value of their house. They may have been thinking about selling, but they didn't have a buyer lined up for it or they would have already sold it, yeah. right? So I'm bringing them something of legitimate value. I'm now establishing myself as an expert in that market because I have the contacts looking for their specific property. And nine times out of 10, it's not, yes, oh my gosh, I want to sell, tell me more. You do get those, which is, those are the best ones. A lot of times it's, hey, listen, we're not interested in selling, but thank you so much. And it's no problem. Look, me and my team, we do a lot of business in the area or I've grown up here, whatever your, whatever your value proposition is in that regard, we have a huge list of contacts. What else can I do for you? Do you guys need any work done at the house? Do you need a rental manager? Because our area is big on short-term rentals. Um, do you guys just need a good date night restaurant next time you're in town? I love to serve people. How can I help you? And that way you're building trust. You're bringing them a service-oriented mindset, which is the essence of business. And again, nine times out of 10, they'll say, look, we're good. We really appreciate that. A lot of them will then ask you about the market, ask you about conditions in the market. How do you feel it's trending? So make sure you have some stats on hand and, and some, some general market knowledge that you can share with them because that will then build your credibility and your trust even further. A lot of times those questions are to see if you're legit, are to see if you know what you're talking about because they've already been researching the market. And that's how a lot of folks will weed out newer agents as newer agents will pick up the phone so excited to call they won't know what they're talking about when they ask them questions on that neighborhood or that market. So go in with some prior market knowledge. The key is of the ones that do not want to do business right now, make sure you put them in some sort of follow-up system where you can continue to stay in touch because the, the agent that wins out 90% of the time is the last one that they talk to. There was a study done nationally and the study showed that people take on average about a year to decide that they're going to buy or sell a house. And during that time frame, they pick their agent in one day. And they spend a year thinking about this decision. They pick the agent that's going to handle it in one day. And it's almost always the last one that they talk to or the one they talk to the most. And if you want to go listen to the rest of that one, that was actually the only interview that I did this month. That's episode 1054 with Caleb Spears. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1055, and this is great to do one after another. So episode 1054 was me interviewing Caleb Spears. Episode 1055 is Caleb Spears interviewing Nathaniel Pichon Getzels. I'm sure I said that wrong, and I'm sorry, but here's a few minutes of that one. The core of everything is building an organic, authentic relationship, right? So if it's with my CEOs, if it's with my celebrity clients, especially actually with them even more so because um, everybody's coming to sell to them. Not everybody's coming to sell to, you know, someone struggling to pay the rent, right? But everybody's coming to sell to like that used car salesman, like you were describing earlier, sell to if, if they even smell, you might have money, right? So, so the key for me with everything, and this is how I do my whole life really, is just build an organic, authentic relationship 
try to bring value to the situation. I mean, yes, try to achieve top of mind awareness, of course, um, for the real estate space. So have valuable, organic, authentic things to say to bring to conversations, right, about the, the space. But, you know, it's not like I'm like, well, this house went up 32%. No, it's just, well, this house has an amazing toilet. Or, you know, that house, there's a secret passageway from upstairs to downstairs that is like a, a castle, you know, just, but, or, oh, well, the market's probably going to do this shift because of A, B, and C, right? So it, but it's creating those authentic relationships that are organic and genuine that allow you to move into circles of selling homes to celebrities, selling homes to some of the top CEOs in the world. Mm. And when you go forward, because I've had those situations too, where I'm like, oh, I can just tell we do not click, but mm -hmm. I really want this listing or I really want to make this sale. Yeah. How do you go about those interactions or, or have you regretted that in the past? And maybe now it's, it's just like a, hey, if we don't vibe or click, we don't work together. Yeah. You know, I have a, it's hard to do that. Right. But I have a system where I'm like, oh, great. You know what? I can recommend someone great for you, especially now that the, the market's de-escalating. We're going to have more difficult conversations with people, right? It's going to be more of the, do you want to sell your house or do you want to list your house? It's important difference, right? So that's a good line. It's write that down. That is a good line. Do you want to sell it or do you just want to list it? Right. You, well, because I, I and I had this woman the other day, um, her and her husband actually, and I said, Look, um, here's the price. This is what we have to list your price at, your house at. And she's like, mm, I really wanted more. And I'm like, Okay, great. Do you want to list your house or do you want to sell your house? Because, you know, I'm here to sell, I'm not here to list. Right. If you just want to list, I can recommend someone great. But that's the key because people realize they, they get lost. They get a little confused and, oh, well, if I list it for this much, then I'm going to get that much money. But no, if they want to sell their house, here's the sales price. You can list it all you want and then you can wait and chase the market down and get and, and sell it for less later if you really want to make a mistake. That's fine. You know, I when I have conversations with clients, good, bad or otherwise, I want to have that connection because if I don't, it's not as productive. The client gets more frustrated and annoyed. They don't feel cared about, you know, so it's very important to create that, that connection. And if not, you know, I've, I've walked away from $10 million listings before because I'm like, this is just not, not going to work. I already know. And, you know, I don't want to spend my time and money on a project that a is going to shorten my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> life is too short. You need to, you know, and B what a lot of agents don't realize is that's going to waste, it's going to cost you money because if you're wasting yes. time on deals that are not happening, that you're having to waste so much time talking to the clients, going back and forth with clients, that's costing you other business, unforeseen business that you didn't even see because you waste your time on this and you lost business you never even got to touch, which was probably great business. Nathaniel, so, that's brilliant. That is such a good point. All right. And if you want to hear the rest now of episode 1055, that was Caleb and Nathaniel. I'm not going to try last names again. 
goes to the rest of 1,055. Next up, here's episode 1,056, Time Management Tips for Better Work-Life Balance in Real Estate with Lindsay Iskierka. And this is with Courtney Atkinson as the guest host. Here we go. Can you walk yeah. us through some of the, the tips and strategies that you've shared with the agents that you serve on how they might leverage this, but without two children in tow? You have to take care of yourself. I learned this even more so being a mom. Uh, I, I love my morning routine. My morning routine is sacred to me. I'm a big miracle morning, you know, how i rod that book changed my life. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, totally. So that, and I had that before I was a parent. So you can imagine mm-hmm. how much more crucial that became doing that and just making sure that you get your most important work done in the beginning. When do you have the most willpower? When do you have the most energy? When are you most effective? It's usually in the morning, at least that's for me. It might be mm-hmm. different for somebody, but identify that time. Do you really generation at that time? Do your follow-up at that time. That could be your half hour of power. That's going to take right. you. Usually you're, you're agonizing over getting that done throughout your whole day. Oh, I got to follow up with this person. Oh, I got to mm-hmm. talk to open house leads. Oh, I got to call people. Well, just get it done in the morning. Get it done yeah. in the morning. That way it's done and you can take care of everything. Being yeah. proactive in our business versus reactive, I think is one of the most important skills that an agent can adopt in their lifestyle be ahead of what is likely going to take place in that day so that you have the energy and the time to tackle the fires and the escrows that are coming your way. You can tackle the, the client that's on the ledge of canceling contract and you have the ability versus, Oh, I still got to call those people. Oh, I still Mm got to do all these things Like get that stuff done in the morning. Right. So really trying to just, help them be proactive versus reactive in their business. I think overall, if I could generalize it, that is like the most important mindset uh, practice to adopt. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Hey, I have two things that I need to come in and interview myself uh, to tell you about, right? So here is a good advertisement. This is an advertisement for one of our products, for some of the stuff that we've been telling you about. I know during, in, in March and April, all we could talk about was come to our mastermind, come to our mastermind, come to our mastermind. And in May, we had the most epic event. It was live. We had so many people come out, so many great speakers and the interaction, everybody there said, we're coming back next year. They're already waiting to sign up. And I know that our spots for next year is gonna sell out six months before our event even happens. But I'm not trying to sell those tickets yet. What we do have is we have the recordings from that mastermind. So we have the recordings available now. So if you go to Rebus University, you go to view courses and you can actually buy the live feed by all the recordings from the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind. So you go to Rebus University, that's where all of our classes are. Go to View Courses and you can find the recordings from our May Mastermind. That's selling for $399. The, we've got two days of content there, so much good stuff. And you know, if you email me, I'd be happy to email you out our PDF booklet that has some of the questions and actionable plans that we talk about during that mastermind. Second, we have now launched Real Estate Rockstars Coaching. There's so many of you out there listening that learn about real estate from this podcast or other podcasts like it, but you don't have mentors, you don't have coaches, you don't have other people around because maybe it's weird, maybe it's tough to find somebody, maybe it's too expensive, but we think we've solved that. We are ready to put together the best coaching platform out there at a fraction of the cost of what the other coaches are doing. This isn't a giant sell, but we have so many people in this network that want to help each other that we got to experience in May that we want to keep that activity going. So if you're interview, if you're interested in coaching, go to hybendigital.com forward slash coaching, hybendigital.com forward slash coaching. You can get one-on-one coaching with end up being a couple calls a month, plus texting emails, things like that. It's a $1,200 per month commitment where you get matched up with a coach and it is just one-on-one and that coach is focused on you. 
But if you want a better entry level, we also have group coaching. That group coaching is gonna be 375 bucks a month where you get on with other people. We'll be doing these Zoom calls, Q&A Zoom calls. You're gonna ask a question. It's gonna get answered by some of our coaches and it's gonna be a really, really good time and you're probably gonna learn from the other members that are there, there as well. Now with either of those two things, if you sign up for one-on-one -on -one coaching or you sign up for a six month commitment in the group coaching, we'll get you those Real Estate Rockstars recordings from our mastermind, that 399 value for free. So if you just want the recordings, go to Rebus University, go to courses, find the mastermind, buy those recordings, 399 bucks. You will not be disappointed. Great, great content in there. Sit down for two days, watch it and take notes. If you're ready for some more interactive coaching, then step up to our group coaching. Uh, get on there with some other people. We'll do, the, we'll do Zoom calls. We'll have coaches much better than me on those Zoom calls as well. We'll be helping you with your business, especially in this time of turmoil. And then if you want to graduate even further, you can graduate into that one-on-one -on -one coaching where we find the perfect coach for you in our real estate rock stars network. All right, guys, uh, back to our regularly scheduled program. As always, thank you for listening. There's like a, a year of stuff to unpack in there in a little bit more robust way. And Absolutely. so first thing you mentioned, uh, Hal Elrod's book, The Miracle Morning, same thing for me, completely transformative book. Um, I immediately started getting up super early. I now get up at like four. I go through my gratitude practice, my affirmations, my visualization, my stretching, my cardio, my lifting. Mm -hmm. And if I go more than like two days without doing that, I really, really notice it. And, oh, yeah. and if you and I think about what we do in life, you know, we're in the value delivery business. And mm -hmm. if I'm not in a position of being a value delivery vessel, then I can't expect the types of outcomes for myself and my family that I'm hoping for. And I certainly can't deliver that to my clients. And that's exactly what you've just described. And I think that type of habit building is missing for so many realtors because, oh, I'm too busy. I'm anxious. I'm worried. I got, I got to get up and work. Right. I don't have time for that. And it's like, no, no, no. Right. You have to slow down the, sp the process to speed up the results. Mm -hmm. You're focused on the doing, and it's actually the being that is the most impactful piece. And if right. you can focus your energy on being a better version of yourself, slowing down the process to speed up the results, you'll find that you have more time. You'll find that you have better focus to deliver on the things that are highly impactful. And the rest of the stuff just kind of sorts itself out. Your anxiety is lower, your energy is higher, you're happier with your work, and hey, you're probably making more money too, which, which is a good bonus, I think, right? Absolutely. You have to be mindful too of emotional energy. Where are you, what are you letting hold on to you? Right. So when, we, when mm -hmm. agents dwell on that client, when they dwell on that mean listing agent, when they dwell on the lender that dropped the ball and oh my goodness, oh, and they yeah. start complaining, that's training energy, guys. Let it be. Is, is your side of the street clean? Are your hands clean? Have you done what you need to do for the transaction? Okay, then let it go. We're mm -hmm. paid to solve problems. Problems equal profit, right? So if you don't have enough problems that you're putting out in your business, right. you're not doing enough business. It's we all are blessing. Paid to, exactly. You're blessed to have the easy transactions. You are paid to solve the difficult ones. So have the mindset like, okay, I'm being paid to solve this problem and yeah. serve my clients. So how can I be in a position to do that? Stop complaining. Be grateful for the problem because that is job security for us in the industry. <laughs> it is. Right? So it's just a whole yeah. different approach to... What is taking your energy? Where are you focusing your energy? And we hear that all the time, but I think mm -hmm. it just kind of goes on deaf ears. And um, it's something that you are forced to adopt if you want to not be married to this industry, yeah, right? If you right. want to be have a, a balanced uh, life at home and be fulfilled. And if you like that one, go listen to the rest of guest host Courtney Atkinson interviewing Lindsay Askirka. That's episode 1056. Next up, episode 1057. Now, this video was actually me interviewing Stephanie Brackett 
live. So Stephanie Brackett is the COO of a giant, uh, of, of, of one of the big KW operators that's out there. One of my partners, David Osborne, who we've had on the podcast several times. And she is a coach, has done all sorts of things operation-wise. Here's a few minutes of me interviewing her. This was on stage at our mastermind in May. So as people are talking about operations, when these you know, people come to you, what's, what's a really common question when people are first saying like, oh, my operations, I need to hire a coach. When they first come to you, what are their first questions that are real common? Where do I start? Generally, like, where do I start? If I'm going to start operations and systems, where? Where do I start? And my, my answer is always sales. Without sales, you don't have everything, anything. So you've got to figure out systems that are going to drive sales. It's your very first starting block of doing anything. If you don't, if you don't go building operations that it's going to fix your profitability, if you don't have any sales. Profit doesn't matter if you're not selling anything. So it's got to be systems that are driving sales. Okay. So the, if somebody comes to you and says, I need to hire people. I've never done it. But my goal, you know, the, the purpose at the beginning, the goal is I want to hire more agents. I want more people to join my team. How do you go through that process to set up that system? Or do you have other clients that do it? What system do you recommend? Uh, my hiring system before I had a very, I was Keller Williams, still am. I'm licensed with Keller Williams. They have the, you know, the KPA system to hire people. But I would say what people miss in the very beginning is their job ad. Their job ad isn't intriguing. It doesn't draw people in. My last job ad I put out to hire an assistant for an agent, we had on our team, you could earn the right to have your own assistant. So I had agent assistants. I got 105 resumes from my job ad. And the job ad was funny. It was um, interesting. And I got so many people that said, I replied to this job because the job ad was the best job ad I'd seen in forever. And I want to work for your team because if that's the culture of your team, I want to be on your team. So I would say start with a really good job ad. And I stole it from some book I read. It wasn't like I came up with it. This guy said, hey, this works. I did it. I'm happy to email anybody the job ad if you want. So just hit me up. But really good job ad. And then have a really great screening process. Oh, and by the way, make sure the job ad actually max matches your values. Like one of our core values on our team was fun. We believe that fun leads to increased performance and amazing client and team member experiences. That was one of our core values. My job ad was fun. So make sure whatever the culture of your team is, your job ad matches that culture. So really great job ad. Do a really good job of screening. You, you need a lot of applicants. You have to have a lot. If you're only getting two or three applicants, you're never going to get the right people for your team. You can't have only two or three people to select from. You need hundreds. So I got 100. I probably screened. If they have typos on their resume, they're gone. If their resume, I can't read, it's gone. So out of the 100 something that I got, I probably did 50 phone interviews where they made it past that. From the 50 phone interviews, I probably sent out a KPA and a DISC assessment to probably 35 of them. Those came back maybe 15 of them high matches, and I'd bring them in and interview them. And I ended up with three really good candidates out of that. So make sure you have a process. That was my system every single time. I did it every single time with every single person. Hey, guys. This is Aaron Muchistegui for another quick commercial break. But this is something a lot of you guys have been asking about. When we had our mastermind in May, we had a lot of people ask us about coaching 
about how can we continue this process because so many of the people, so many of you guys out there listening to the podcast, you don't have resources where you are. You don't have other people nearby that can be mentors for you, that you can bounce ideas off of. And this business can be really, really lonely if you're not doing it with other people. So we have just now launched a great program for you and it's just Hyman Digital Coaching. It's it's Real Estate Rockstars Coaching. And here's what we do. We've got a, we've got a spot you can go to. You go to realestateradio.fm forward slash coaching. We have individual one-on-one coaching where if you sign up, we match you up with a coach and we figure out like who's going to be the best coach for you for a couple calls a month. It's not that much money. It's I think it's going to be 950 bucks a couple calls a month with a coach that's been where you're going and they're going to try to help you. And then we also have group coaching for a lot less where you can sign up and you can get in group coaching with groups of 10 and we can do calls every couple weeks uh, with different people that'll guide you through that process. So if you've been getting a lot from this mastermind, but you think you would get a little bit more for some one-on-one coaching from somebody who is has been exceeding in real estate, go to realestateradio.fm forward slash coaching, realestateradio.fm forward slash coaching and sign up. We can't wait to find somebody to help you. The system feels overwhelming to me, but the... <laughs> That's why you don't do it. That's, That's why, why you're a visionary and I'm an yes. integrator. You talked about accountability and standards, um, especially for salespeople, number of calls, number of conversations. What systems do you use to track that and how do you track their accountability um, if, if it's difficult to update CRMs or, you know, where, where is your level of accountability and standards for that? That's a great question. Um, I believe you have to build the accountability into the system you're building. We did it all through dates. So date-driven stuff. So for instance, an ISA would set an appointment. They would enter into the system, the ISAs would, the date they set the appointment on and who they set it for. Then our agents were required to turn in their appointment sheet after. That's all they had to do was turn it in so we could log it. We knew the appointment either happened or didn't happen and we'd set a follow-up plan for that person. So we did it all off dates. Every day we ran a missing interview report, which meant either the appointment didn't show up or the agent didn't turn it in. If the agent had stuff on the missing interview report, they didn't get another appointment until they turned it in. So make sure the way you, and, and that's a manual process, but it's all handled on the back end. All the agent has to do is say, yeah, they showed up and they're an A priority, launch a plan for me, so I'll call them every three days. All right, if you wanna go hear the rest of that live interview that was pulled from our mastermind in May and produced for you on here, you go listen to the rest of episode 1000. And 57. Next up, here's a few minutes of episode 1058, how to get 44 doors and hundreds of real estate sales. This is Courtney Atkinson, special guest interviewing Aditya Soma. Here's a few minutes of that one. The biggest situation that helped me to make this decision is like 100,000 debt. My salary was 4,000. My wife's salary was 1,500, so 5,500. So for food and car payments and other expenses, after taking everything off, we were saving like frugally two to 3,000. Yeah. So it takes me five years to pay off this debt. So I'm like, mm-hmm. do I want to wait for five years to, to pay off this debt? Because that means that this time will kill my time and energy and everything. So I was like, heck no, I, I think I have to do the sales so that I can yeah. increase my income. I can buy more rental properties. So right. that's when I decided and I, I started my exams in 2018, like around September. And I got my license in 2019 january 31st wow and i gave my resignation on the next day 
<laughs> you're ready to go. You know, yeah. there's there's something foundational here that I want to celebrate that I, I don't think we talk about enough in our business. And and that's the concept of of not having uh, an expense problem, but having a revenue problem. And so, so most people, you know, will look at their expenses and they'll say, okay, you know, this is where I meant to be in life from an income standpoint. I make my income, that's fixed. I can't change that. What I need to do is live in a cheaper apartment, drive a cheaper car, buy less coffee, buy cheaper groceries, buy fewer clothes, take fewer holidays, make fewer investments. And that is the mindset that most people are prepared to settle with. And meanwhile, you're looking at this by saying, hey, I don't have an expense problem. I have a revenue problem. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get licensed and quit my job the next day. That's incredible. Yeah. So, so well done. And so in the, in the last year, you sold 170 some properties. Congratulations. That's amazing. So what advice do you have for other agents out there that want to accomplish what you've accomplished? If you could give maybe one or two really, really key foundational tips for someone that's you know three years in the real estate business, what advice do you give? Yeah, so you know, one thing I have noticed, like a lot of agents, they don't invest in real estate. Uh, at least mm-hmm. people I have seen, right? Like eighty percent of them. Uh, the reason is like you know they're they're spending of spending most of their commission income uh, on luxury things or different things. So personally, I would suggest because you know the sales career is fantastic. It's great uh, where you can make good income but um, you need to build wealth along the side when you have this energy when you are you know when you're doing amazing with your uh, sales so mm-hmm. my suggestion is always like you know focus on both not just one like if you're mm-hmm. just doing the sales but never invested you know even mm-hmm. like doesn't have to be active investor right like now i started to be more like passive investments like you know pre-construction or like a JV partner on good deals that you know people who are doing so I would say definitely invest the money back into business and also that mm-hmm. helps you to uh, speed up your sales process as well because people trust you more when you're also putting your money into the business because that was one they of do. the biggest thing for me uh, it helped me a uh, hugely uh, because you know when they see me also doing the same things and i have all the network all the connections right. to for renovation project property management you know different sort of things you need like different trades so now they're more confident that oh if i work with this realtor i don't just you know uh, get the sales help but i get the process the whole process help because he has investments he has you know different things so my recommendation for any agent out there is like hey invest in in real estate all right if you like that one go listen to the rest of episode 1058 how to get 44 doors and hundreds of real estate sales with courtney atkinson interviewing aditya soma next up here's a few minutes of episode 1059 more structure more sales building a business plan with oleg bortman guest interviewer caleb spears one thing I was reading about you in preparation for the podcast, it, you were ranked at, at, by some huge magazine in Arizona, the, one of the top places in Arizona to work. And that to me immediately spoke to your culture because you don't get voted top place to work because of how much money there is on the table or how many houses you're selling. There are other achievements and accolades for those things. You get voted best place to work for culture. And I, I'm, I'm hearing it already in how you're speaking about your openness, you're willing to take meetings, but tell me a little bit more about how you've built this incredible culture that you have. Yeah. So when we hire, the first thing we look for is culture. So we try to treat everybody like family here. So we have five full-time staff that support 
uh, our business. So we have a director of operations, we have a director of marketing, transaction coordinating in-house, graphic designer, designated broker. All of our employees, not the agent, but all our employees have health benefits and a 401k. So think about it on a small business model like we have created. The reason our people stay is because we try to share our growth with them. So culture is the number one thing. We interview agents all the time and we want to make sure that they will treat every single person with the same level of respect as we treat them. So how do we hire? That's very different too for agents. So an agent will come in, they'll meet with Tucker and myself and our director of operations, Hannah. We have a first meeting. If it goes well, great. We talk about splits, whatever. For them to get hired, they have to come back and have, sit in with a panel of three or four of our other agents to make sure there's no cattiness, there's no, oh my God, they're too good for us. So our hiring process for agents is very intense to make sure our culture that we've created doesn't get uh, eaten up by one single bad seed at the office. Oh, I read on the website too, um, on, on the brokerage website, which is y'all's brokerage over there in Arizona, that you are, you've helped your newer agents frequently achieve two to three times their previous sales volume in their first year at your brokerage. Do you attribute that to the plug and play system you've got, or is it a combination of things? Yeah. So the plug and play system is, is amazing here. So what happens when they come here, they have very little credibility in the market. But all our broker, all our agents can advertise all our brokerages listings on their social media platform. So we're as open as we are, we share all the new listings. So they instantly get credibility on the, the, the PR portion of it. The other thing that we hold very close to our chest and we're very proud of is the mentorship here. So I coach, we used to have coaching pods and every, every agent, every other week, we sit in a pod for about an hour and a half. Most agents that come here don't even know what a business plan is. They're like, oh yeah, I'm going to sell $8 million. How, what's the average transaction? How are you going to sell it? I'm going to make 300 grand. All right, well, okay, 300 grand. That means how are you going to work the numbers backwards? Well, how much do you have to sell? I have no idea, but I'll make 300,000, right? You see this all the time. So, well, oh, yeah. so if you sold 15 million at 3%, that's 450. The company takes a split. You spend some more. Are you able to sell 15? No, I can't sell 15 million bucks, but then you're not gonna make 300,000. So let's start with a realistic goal of what you're going to sell the first year. And then we start coaching. I help, I hold them accountable. Okay. Every other week we're meeting. Did you, did you do three open houses this week? Did you call four people a day for the last two weeks? Do you have any coffee appointments set up? Do you have any lunch appointments set up? No, I was busy. What were you busy? You had 40 hours to work this busy week. With what? <laughs> with what, right? Like they're all busy and they have so many excuses. So by holding them accountable in these coaching pods is what elevates them. If imagine if everyone just showed up, why do corporations work? Because corporations pay you 40 grand a year to work eight to four, eight to five every day. You show up in an office. They know that 60% of the time you're on Facebook, and, but they're at least going to get 40% of your time working on whatever tasks they ask you to do. The challenge with agents, they can't hold themselves accountable because they're not structured. So the structure that we've created, kind of the structure you were raised in, the structure I was raised in, we created this structural model that will help them go two, three, four fold 
from what they've done at the previous brokerage. All right, and if you like that one, go back and listen to the rest of episode 1059, Caleb Spears guest hosting, interviewing Oleg Bortman. And that is a wrap. In 2022, is officially halfway over. Halfway over, and the second quarter could have been any different than the first quarter. And I know some of you guys are gonna send me messages and say, hey, our, our, our life has not changed out here. Um, and that's great. And you know, when I, if you, online as we start to talk about things, I'm telling people, check your stats, look at everything that's going on, look at the records today, and just continue to just stay on top of it. By listening to the podcast, you're gonna stay on top of it. Over this next month, we're gonna have a lot of podcasts get released where we talk about the current market, where we talk about strategies and actionable tips of things to do when the world is a little different. You know, most of the agents out there, I don't know what the percentages, but most of the agents out there today we're not agents in 2009, 2010, 2011, 2012, when we went through a roller coaster of a real estate season, right? We had this crazy market in 2005, 2006, which feels a lot like what we had last year, you know? And, and I'm not saying that next year is gonna be like 2008, 2009, 2010, but I think most of the agents out there have only been agents since the market was on fire. Most of the agents out there have been, have been agents, you know, from 2012 on. And if you've been an agent less than 11 years, all you've seen is up, up, up in the cycle. And you know, there is so much money to be made and so much success to be had in times when it's not just up, up, up. More than anything else, when times get a little bit different, the cream rises to the top. The people that are doing good still do really, really good. And you get less of that competition from the people that aren't true agents or don't wanna be true agents or don't wanna make this a career or don't wanna make this their life. So keep listening to the podcast this month. I promise we're gonna work our hardest to help prepare you for what's to come for the last six months of 2022 with some of my analysis, some of my predictions and some of those other people. So stay tuned to the rest of the podcast this month. And as always, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui. Thank you for listening. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I wanna make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents, and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every penny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate how to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com 
for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.